Why is Jesus the only way? All religions, are they the same? No. Well, then how can God reject or condemn someone who is sincere in their belief in another religion? Not to us, but to your name be the glory. Thank you for joining us on Truth That Changes Lives. Pastor J.P. Jones is the senior pastor of Crossline Community Church in Laguna Hills, California, and a professor in biblical studies at Biola University. Today on Truth That Changes Lives, Pastor J.P. will be giving us a message from a series entitled, Questions. Let's listen in as J.P. gives part two of Aren't All Religions the Same? Great story in the... uh in the Old Testament. It's probably one of my favorite stories. It's the story of Elijah and the prophets of Baal. It's found in 1 Kings chapter 18. Um, Elijah was this great prophet during a time of Israel's history when they had fallen into idolatry and they started worshiping other gods. And one of the, the chief gods of the ancient peoples of that area was the god Baal. And many of the people leading the nation of Israel began to worship Baal. Now Baal, I mean, when you understand Baal worship, it's pretty brutal, brutal religion. It, it, it practiced animal sacrifice. In fact, there were, there were these statues of Baal made of metal that they would heat up to, to almost a molten level. And then part of the, the religious frenzy that people would express would be to take their babies and actually put them on the arms of the altar of Baal where they would fry in front of them. And they considered that an act of dedication and worship. Baal worship was a brutal religion. And so God condemned it as idolatry. Well, the nation of Israel moved into Baal worship because King Ahab and his wife uh, Jezebel were Baal worshipers. So uh, Elijah pronounced God's judgment on Israel, said it's not going to rain for all this time, and God will show you that he's really in charge. And then he went off into the wilderness, and God provided for him. And so as the days and months went by and there was no rain, you know, Ahab started getting really ticked off. At, uh, at, at Elijah and started looking for him. And then there came a point in time where God spoke to Elijah and said, it's time for a showdown. I want you to go down and have a face-to-face confrontation with the king. So he shows up and he says, enough of this messing around. It's time. I'm giving you the JP version here. Enough of this messing around. It's time to see who is the real God. So they go up on the mountain and all Israel gathers together there. And here are all these hundreds of of prophets to Baal, and here's Elijah, the one prophet of God. And, and Elijah says, let's do this. Let's have a contest to see who's the real God. You build an altar, you pray to Baal, I'll build an altar, I'll pray to God. If Baal answers the prayer and sends down fire and consumes the altar, everybody will know that Baal's God. If God answers and sends down fire, everybody will know that God is God. And so everybody's around watching what's going to happen. And so the Baal prophets begin to cry out to Baal. And they dance to Baal. And they cried loudly to Baal. And in their frenzy, they even cut themselves as an act of of sacrifice and dedication to Baal. And they did this hour upon hour and upon hour. And there was no response. And by the way, while they were doing this, Elijah was not sitting over there kind of passively observing. He actually was mocking them. Why don't you yell a little louder? Cut yourself more. Maybe he's, you know, out of town. He can't hear you. In the NIV version, it says, maybe he's occupied and can't respond. So they do all this, no answer. Elijah shows up. Says, okay, 
Pour water on the altar. They pour water. There's not enough water. Pour more water on the altar. There's not enough water. Pour more water. This thing is drenched with water. He looks up in heaven. All these people are there, gathered together. And he says, God, so that all these people will know that you are the God of Israel. You are the one true God. Consume this altar with fire. And before he could say, in Jesus' name, amen, fire shoots down out of heaven and completely burns up the altar. And everybody is blown away and they realize God is God. And then Elijah walks over to the prophets of Baal and goes, I know you were really sincere, and it's okay that you believed in Baal, because you were sincere, so God accepts you anyway. Come on into the fellowship of God's people. You think that's what he said? He said, round them all up and cut their heads off. That's what he said. Round them all up and cut their heads off. Now, I read that story, and I believe that the prophets of Baal were sincere. I believe they sincerely believed in Baal. And I believe they sincerely cried out to Baal. And I believe they sincerely wanted Baal to answer. But they were sincerely wrong. And God called their sincere wrong worship idolatry. If there is anything that the Bible teaches, you know, I may not like it. And I may in a position that I don't even believe it. But if there is anything that the Bible teaches, it's this. There's one true God and he will not tolerate worship of any other God other than him. It is the most exclusive truth claim of the Bible. There is one true God, and any worship of any religion other than that one true God is idolatry and unacceptable. That is a hard truth, a very hard truth. But the Bible makes it clear, sincerity alone is not enough. So on what basis, then, does this God accept people? Or on what basis then does this God condemn people? Well, you know, Jesus gave us the answer. Jesus actually gave us the answer to that question. And in in John chapter 3, it says this, for God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. Awesome passage, awesome verse. Many of us here have heard that. Some of us have memorized it. Our kids in in Sunday school have learned this and have memorized it. God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. Jesus went on to say, For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world through him. Jesus makes it clear the whole issue is not condemnation, it's salvation. Jesus has come not to condemn people, but to save people. But Jesus went on to say, Whoever believes in him is not condemned, but whoever does not believe stands condemned already because he has not believed in the name of God's one and only Son. This is the verdict. Light has come into the world, but men love darkness instead of the light because their deeds were evil. Everyone who does evil hates the light and will not come into the light for fear that his deeds will be exposed. But whoever lives by the truth comes into the light so that it may be seen plainly that what he has done has been done through God. Jesus says this, God loves the world, so loved the world he sent his one and only son, that whoever believes in him will not perish but have eternal life. God didn't send the son of the world to judge the world, to condemn the world, but to save the world. But the person who does not believe in God's son condemns himself because he has rejected the gift that God has provided. The person who does not believe in God's son condemns himself, Jesus said. So again, that raises this question, why is Jesus the only way? All religions, are they the same? No. Well, then how can God 
reject or condemn someone who is sincere in their belief in another religion. Well, sincerity on its own isn't enough. And condemnation is based upon what people do with Jesus Christ. Well, then why is Jesus the only way? And how can you as a Christian make that kind of a claim? Well, how can Jesus be the only way to God? Well, the Bible says this about Jesus Christ in John 1, 1 to 18. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning. Through him all things were made. Without him nothing was made that has been made. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. The light shines in the darkness, but the darkness has not understood it. He was in the world, and through though the world was made through him, the world did not recognize him. He came to that which was his own, but his own did not receive him. Yet to all who received him, to those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. Children born not of natural descent, nor of human decision, or of a husband's will, but born of God. The word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. We have seen his glory, the glory of the one and only who came from the Father, full of grace and truth. John testifies concerning him. He cries out saying, This was he of whom I said, He who comes after me has surpassed me because he was before me. From the fullness of his grace, we have all received one blessing after another. For the law was given through Moses. Grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. No one has ever seen God, but God, the one and only, who is at the Father's side, he has made him known. John, in the introduction to his gospel here, says this. Jesus Christ is the unique God-man. It is known in Christian theology as the doctrine of the incarnation, God becoming a man. How could Jesus make exclusive truth claims? How could Jesus be the only way? Well, the essential truth of the Bible is that Jesus Christ is God. He is the unique God-man. John Hick, who's a professor of philosophy at Claremont College, brilliant man, He's written quite a few books on the subject of religion. He wrote a book called The Myth of God Incarnate. See, John Hick is what we would call a religious pluralist. He he believes that all religions are different paths to God. But John Hick is a smart person, and John Hick's read the Bible. And John Hick understands that if Jesus Christ were the unique God-man, then his words would be absolutely authoritative, and he would be the only way to God. And since I don't believe that there's any one religion that is the only way to God, then what I have to disprove is that Jesus is the God-man. And so he wrote a book called The Myth of God Incarnate, trying to disprove what the Bible asserts, that Jesus is the unique God-man. See, John Hick understands the issues. John... Hick isn't fooled by the rhetoric. John Hick understands our religions are not basically the same. And John Hick understands that if Christianity is true, it is the only way. And if Jesus is the God-man, then he and he alone stands in the position to judge the hearts of all men. And since he doesn't want to accept that, he wants to basically say people can believe whatever they want to believe, and as long as they're sincere, they're going to get to God. What he has to disprove is that Jesus is the unique god Man, Now, I can engage in a very positive discussion with someone who understands the issues. Anyone who has taken the time to study the truth claims of various religions 
knows. Aren't all religions basically the same? All religions are not basically the same. They have contradictory truth claims. Anyone who's read what the Bible says realizes that God says, I am the one true God, and I will not accept the worship of any other God. Anyone who's read the New Testament understands that Jesus, like drawing a line in the sand, says, with respect to me, you're either on this side or you're on this side. Wow. Wow. Bible teaches that Jesus is the unique God-man. Bible teaches this, though, as well, that Jesus died for our sins and he rose again from the dead. The Apostle Paul, writing to the church at Corinth, said this in 1 Corinthians chapter 15. For what I received, I passed on to you as of first importance. In other words, there's a lot of stuff that's important, a lot of spiritual meat that needs to be digested and and applied, a lot of truth that uh, can transform us. But this is of first importance. This is of primary importance. This is of essential importance. In fact, if you miss this, you miss everything. For what I received, I passed on to you as of first importance, that Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures, that he was buried, and that he was raised on the third day according to the scriptures. You see, the the powerful message of Jesus Christ, of Christianity, is the forgiveness of sins. That is the greatest message. That's why the Bible calls this good news. That's what the word gospel means. It's good news. This isn't bad news. This is good news. There's forgiveness of sin. And I don't know how many times I've sat with people in, in the course of a good discussion about Christianity and spirituality and religion And I've looked at the person and I've said, but what are you doing about your sin? When you stand before God, and you know as well as I do, you haven't lived a perfect life. You've been a good person for sure on any human standard, but in terms of God's standard, you've fallen short. So what are you doing about your sin? Doesn't that weigh heavy on you? Doesn't that give you fear? Doesn't that cause you to to question how you're going to fare in that great judgment that all of us must face? What are you doing about it? Because the answer of Jesus Christ is, I love you so much. I've died for your sins. And I want you to experience this in a life-changing way so I've been raised from the dead and the power of my resurrection is available to you right now. Jesus is the unique God-man. Jesus died for our sins and he rose from the dead. And Jesus said this in John fourteen six. Jesus answered and said, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Jesus said that. Jesus said that. So we start with this question. Aren't all religions basically the same? No, they're not. They they teach different things. And, And their teachings contradict each other. And they can't both be true. They can't all be true. Well, how can Christianity be so narrow because there, 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 there are people out there that are sincere. How can God condemn someone who's sincere? And the answer is sincerity alone is not, is not the basis upon which God accepts us now or in eternity. And condemnation ultimately rests upon the individual. Well, you mean to tell me that Jesus is the only way? Yes, that's what I mean to tell you. Because that's what Jesus said himself. Jesus said, 
I am the way, the truth, and the life. And no one comes to the Father but by me. Now, for some of us, that has been the most liberating message we've ever heard in our lives. And we've stepped over the line into a relationship with Jesus Christ. We've had the assurance that our sins are forgiven. And the hope of eternal life is before us. And right now, we're living with meaning and purpose in a relationship with God. For others of us, that message is almost like a slap in the face. It just sounds so narrow. And Jesus said, you know what? Broad is the way that leads to destruction. But narrow is the way that leads to life. So maybe this message for some of us has been empowering to know what we believe and why we believe it and how we can share that with others. For others of us, it may be a message of hope to step into that new life that's available in Jesus Christ. And for some of us, we're actually, we're upset right now. I've just upset you. Well, if I've upset you to the point to search it out for yourself, then my mission's been accomplished. If I've upset you to the point of saying, well, I'm not going to take that preacher's word for it. I'm going to read it for myself. I'm going to think about these things for myself. I'm going to look into myself and decide for myself. My mission is accomplished because remember what Jesus said? He said this, if any man is willing to know whether I speak of myself or the Father has sent me, he will know. If you'll search it out for yourself with an open mind and an open heart, the truth will become so clear. And Jesus said, you shall know the truth and the truth will set you free. What a great message for all of us today. Pastor JP provides us with great insight. That is why we'd like to make it available to you on CD. Just get in touch and mention today's date. We'll send it your way for just $5. Or if you'd like to support this ministry, you can write us at Truth That Changes Lives, 23331 Molten Parkway, Laguna Hills, California, 92653. Or give us a call at 949-916- 0250. That's 949-916-0250. For your gift of $25 or more, we will send you a signed copy of JP's new book, Facing Goliath. Please join us every Sunday at 9 or 11 a.m. at Crossline Church in Laguna Hills. The address is 23331 Moulton Parkway, Laguna Hills, California, 92653. Or check us out on the web at crosslinechurch.com. We're going to get to the address and phone number again in a moment. But before we do that, Pastor JP, do you have any insight from today's message? Thanks, Greg. You know, this whole question, aren't all religions basically the same, really comes down to this. Are the words of Jesus true and reliable or are they false? Because Jesus said this, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but by me. You see, Jesus' answer to the question, aren't all religions basically the same, is no, they're not. In fact, Jesus said he was the only way. He was the only truth. He was the only life. Jesus said that he alone could offer forgiveness, could offer eternal life, that he alone was the God to be worshiped and praised for all eternity. The claims of Jesus are exclusive claims. They're narrow claims. In fact, in the Sermon on the Mount, Jesus said this in Matthew chapter seven, enter through the narrow gate, For wide is the gate and broad is the road that leads to destruction, and many enter through it. But small is the gate and narrow is the road that leads to life, and only a few find it. Watch out for false prophets. They come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly they are ferocious wolves. By their fruit you will recognize them. Do people pick grapes from thorn bushes or figs from thistles? 
Likewise, every good tree bears good fruit, but a bad tree bears bad fruit. A good tree cannot bear bad fruit, and a bad tree cannot bear good fruit. Every tree that does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown in the fire. Thus, by their fruit, you will recognize them. And everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter into the kingdom of heaven? No, but only who does the will of my Father, who is in heaven. Many will say to me on that day, Lord, Lord, did we not prophesy in your name and in your name drive out demons and perform many miracles? And then I will tell them plainly, I never knew you. Away from me, you evildoers. Therefore, everyone who hears these words of mine and puts them into practice is like a wise man who built his house on the rock. The rain came down, the streams rose, and the winds blew and beat against the house. Yet it did not fall because it had its foundation on the rock. But everyone who hears these words of mine and does not put them into practice is like a foolish man who built his house on a sand. The rain came down, the streams rose, and the winds blew and beat against the house, and it fell with a great crash. You see, Jesus would say this, if all religions are equally valid and every way is an open way to God, we are just building our house on sand. Our whole life is built on sand, and God says that's foolish. You see, the only rock, the only truth, the only way to salvation is through Jesus Christ. It is a narrow road. It is a narrow gate. But it's the only sure foundation for life today, tomorrow, and for all eternity. Are all religions the same? No, they're not. In fact, Jesus Christ says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. And Jesus said this, You shall know the truth, and the truth shall set you free. If you still have questions as to whether or not Jesus Christ is the only way, then ask Jesus himself. Read his word. Talk to him. Because Jesus wants to give you the answers. He wants to show that he himself is the answer so that you might find freedom in your own life. If you're a seeker and you're seeking truth, I invite you to pray this prayer. Lord Jesus, show me whether or not you're the way. Show me the truth. Show me how to know God. I open up my heart. I open up my mind so that I can know the truth and the truth can set me free. And I ask for this in Jesus' name. Amen. We want to help you in your relationship with Christ. Please get in touch with us at Truth That Changes Lives, 23331 Molten Parkway, Laguna Hills, California, 92653. Or call us at 949-916-0250. On the internet, you will find us at crosslinechurch.com. We hope to see you at one of our services every Sunday at our new campus in Laguna Hills. For more information and directions, please go to crosslinechurch.com. Please join us next time on Truth That Changes Lives. The cross we